0: Friendship comes at various levels today, but very few friendships are are actually close. Many of our friends are really just acquaintances. Deep and lasting friendships seem to occur less frequently in life and are certainly to be treasured, but God desires a lasting friendship. A lasting friendship with us that will enable us to better do His will. And He will draw us closer to Him. Several friendships in the Bible are described as being very close. We can read about them many times. We read about David and Jonathan who were the very best of friends. We read about Ruth and Naomi, Paul and Timothy, and Jesus, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. These enduring friendships and relationships go well beyond just that mere acquaintance. We want to see tonight just how the inspired writers had displayed their, this relationship called friendship. You know, Abraham had a distinction of being called the, the friend of God, didn't he? And the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. James James 2.23 but you, Israel, are my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the descendants of Abraham, my friend, Isaiah 41.8. Art not thou our God, who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people, Israel, and gavest it to the seed of Abraham, thy friend, Forever, Second Chronicles 20, verse 7. You see, God chose Abraham for a special purpose and offered his friendship, Genesis 12, 1 through 4. But at this time, we find that Abraham, as he was known until God changed his, his and Sarai's name in Genesis 17, 5 and 15, was dwelling in Haran was 75 years old and was married to Sarai, who was barren. But God called him. And God called him to leave his country and his friend, his family, and, his, and to take a journey to a place of God's choosing. One that Abraham had no idea where he was going. He put his faith and trust in God to see him through. God also had promised to make Abram a great nation. Abram accepted the friendship of God by obeying what he was told to do. And in Joshua 24 and verse 2, it tells us that Abram's father, Terah and others were serving other gods before God spoke to Abram. He had a choice either to obey God or to continue to follow the gods, the idol gods of his country. He chose to obey God, didn't he? And we know the rest of the story. In the New Testament, we find that James addressed this choice that we all must make. He says, Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God, James 4.4. And so this choice is left up to us, isn't it? I do not want to be an enemy of God, but what does it mean if I'm a friend of God and Jesus? As the song that we had just sang, I'll be a friend to Jesus, written by Johnson Oatman Jr., And even though the verses of this song are really directed toward Jesus, the main thoughts can also be applied to our relationship with God. When we think about this song, we want to examine Abraham's friendship with God and our friendship with Jesus from these five aspects that it's needed. Our friendship is needed. It is difficult. It is demonstrated. It is shared. And it's forever. Number one, we find that friendship with God is needed, isn't it? Have you ever noticed the ways in which our country appears to be going against God? You can't help but notice. Good and evil have always been enemies. But evil seems to be winning more of the battles here lately. We're not permitted to speak of God in our schools. And when we use the Bible to show that certain actions are wrong in God's eyes, we're quickly criticized in every way for being judgmental, for being hateful. God needs friends in the world, especially when the world actively turns against Him. We need to be God's friends, don't we? To show the world, what he has done for our salvation. God chose Abraham and their relationship demonstrated true friendship. And one sign of that true friendship was that God had confided in him. We notice that when God was preparing to destroy Sodom, he said, and the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do Genesis 18 17 you see as Abraham stood before God he inquired of of God if he would destroy the righteous people along with the wicked what follows is an amazing exchange of bargaining as Abraham had moved God down from saving Sodom for 50 righteous people all the way down to just 10 Just ten righteous people. If that could be found in that city. Genesis 18, 16-25. God would save the city. God had great faith in Abraham that he would be faithful and lead his children to follow the Lord. Abraham's concern for the few righteous people in Sodom had demonstrated his shared concern with God for man... To have an opportunity to what? Repent. To turn toward God. Now, when God has friends who share his purpose, then his will can be accomplished. Consider the very first verse of this song, I'll Be a Friend with Jesus. And notice what he says. They tried my Lord and Master. With no one to defend. Within the halls of Pilate, he stood without a friend. Just as God had desired friendship with Abraham, Jesus desires friendship with us even today. This world is in a real need of Jesus and the message of salvation. And as we said this morning, it only takes a moment. We need friends of Jesus to stand on the truth of the good news and to become beacons of a hope in a dark world of sin. You know when Jesus stood before Pilate he seemingly had no friends at all. The disciples had scattered soon after his capture. Judas had betrayed him and Peter was denying that he ever knew Jesus at all. And when we see our Our culture put God and Christianity on trial today. Do we see Christians standing up for Jesus as his friends? What does it mean to be a friend to Jesus? We notice how Jesus connects love and sacrifice, friendship, and obedience together in John 15 13 through 14. When he says, greater love has no more, no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatever I command you. I believe that the greatest demonstration of love is to lay down one's life for his friend. A friend. Jesus had mentioned this voluntary sacrifice earlier in John 10, 17 through 18, when he says, Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. And this commandment have I received of my Father. You see, Jesus was willing to be able to give that ultimate gift of love for a world that was desired to kill him. They had the greatest desire to kill him. In exchange, he desires that we become not his servants, but his friends. How interesting. To be a friend to Jesus, of course, means that we're willing to do whatsoever he commands us to do. Our friends... And our friendship with God will not survive if we're not willing to do all that He commands us. But then number two, we find that friendship with God is, is difficult. Friendship with God and Jesus can be demanding. It can be very difficult. You see, as one grows in faith, it's not uncommon to encounter times of hardship, uh, times of doubting and even lapse. And lapses of faith. Abraham had suffered through some difficult situation in his journey of faith. When facing danger, he did not always tell the whole truth. In fact, twice he didn't tell the whole truth. He said that Sarah was his sister instead of his wife, so his own life could be spared. And as he grew impatient with God, Abraham tried to adopt Eliezer as his heir, Genesis 15. When he was convinced that God would not bless Sarai with uh, his children, he agreed to take her maidsaven, Hagar, as his wife, Genesis 16, 1-4. That union had produced Ishmael and that ordeal created a great problem that we even have even still today between Abraham and Sarai. When Abram was 99, God made a covenant with him telling him that he would be a, the father of many nations. God changed their names from Abram and Sarai to Abraham and Sarah. But when God mentioned that Sarah would be the mother of nations, Abraham fell on his face and laughed. I consider that a mockery. And thus we know that their son's name means laughter. Genesis 17. You know, Abraham was committed to obey God but was tempted to take the matters into his own hands rather than to trust God's schedule. His faith grew through these challenges as he learned to have confidence in God's plan. Whatever God says, he means. Abraham didn't understand that. And so friendship with God for Abraham was difficult. But now consider the second verse of I'll be a friend to Jesus. You see the world may turn against him. I'll love him to the end and while on the earth I'm living my Lord shall have a friend. Except for Judas, the apostles were firmly behind Jesus. In the last hours, before the betrayal, Jesus told them that he would be taken and they would be scattered. Of course, Peter spoke so boldly, so quickly, proclaiming that even if he had to die, he would not stumble because of Jesus. The other apostles said the same thing. But Peter was told instead that he would deny Jesus not once, not twice, but three times. Matthew 26, 31 through 35. You see, friendship with Jesus was difficult even for the ones who were the closest to him. How much more difficult is our friendship with Jesus today for those of of us who have not walked with him in person? however trying our friendship and our obedience may become, Jesus shows us that our momentary failure at times is not something that keeps us from Him permanently. We find in Luke's account of the exchange with Peter shows that Jesus was looking beyond His time of denial to the time when Peter would stand to strengthen the brethren. Luke 22, 31-34. You see, Jesus knows that faithfulness and friendship with him would be difficult at times. But he has faith that we can remain faithful to him. But then number three, we find that friendship with God is demonstrated. You see, Abraham demonstrated his faith in God by obeying what he was told to do. The first example of this is found in Genesis 12, 1 through 5, when God had told Abram to leave his country and his father's house and follow God to a new place. We read in Hebrews 11 and verse 8 that it was by faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. A second example of Abraham's demonstration of his faith and friendship involved the sacrifice of his son Isaac. As God had instructed Genesis 22, 1-14. You see, Abraham, Abraham waited 25 years for the son of promise to be born. And now God was asking Abraham to kill his son willingly, Obviously, this makes little sense. But having learned to trust God, Abraham went forward with the plan. And as he and they left the servants behind, just father and son, continued up the mountains. And Isaac asked where the sacrifice was. And Abraham just simply replied that God would provide Of which he did. Abraham was fully prepared to sacrifice Isaac, but God stopped his hand before the final act could be completed. His faith had been proven. Was not Abraham our father justified by works? James tells us. When he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar, seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him righteousness for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. James 2 21 through 23. There's much more evidence of his demonstration of trust in God in Hebrews 11 17 through 19, that by faith Abraham, when he was tried, had offered up to Isaac. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son of whom it is said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead from whence also he received him in a figure. Abraham had grown in his faith to the point where he fully trusted God's plan. And despite... No history of ever seeing someone who was raised from the dead. Abraham trusted that God would restore life to Isaac in order to keep his plan alive. Here's the third verse of that song, I'll Be a Friend to Jesus. It says, I'll do what he may bid me. I'll go where he may send. I'll try each flying moment. To prove that I am his friend. How do we demonstrate that we are obedient to Jesus? The Bible records many who followed Jesus and enjoyed the blessings of his miracles. But at times his teachings had caused so many to turn back. And not follow him any longer. John 6, 66. I'm sure that few of us could would be able to consider seriously offering our child to God as an act of obedience. But what of following other commands of God? Does it really matter how large or demanding the task might be? When Jesus instructed the rich young ruler in Matthew 19, 16-22 to sell all of his possessions and then to give those proceeds to the poor... He would not do so because he treasured his possessions more than eternal life. How sad. But this is an example of doing a great thing. In the Old Testament account of Naaman the leper, as we talked about even this morning, and many other times, 2 Kings 5, we find a great example of someone choosing not to obey God's direction because his own logic makes more sense. Or at least he thought it did. He thought that the instructions he received were not great enough. There's got to be better rivers. Jordan River is a muddy river at this time of the year. Well, what about abandoned Farpar and so forth? But if they had been more demanding He was apparently prepared to do them. And luckily for Naaman, his servants were able to keep him on task and see that no matter how great or how small the main thing was, just do it. Just obey God. Simple as it is. To be a friend of Jesus is to do the things that he has commanded. John 15, 14. And of course, not all will be willing to do so. We've found that out many times. You know, Jesus dealt in person with those who claimed to be his, but would not follow his teachings. And he says, why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Luke 6, 46. We also learned that not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall I enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven, Matthew 7, 21. But John 15, 12 Repeated a common theme in John's gospel when he said, Love one another. He said, This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. You see, friends of Jesus need to be prepared to follow all of his commands, from loving neighbors to loving our enemies. Whether it's easy, whether it's difficult, our friendship with Jesus needs to be demonstrated through our actions. And then so we get to number four that friendship with God is shared. It is shared. As a friend of God, Abraham became the ambassador for God. He built altars to God on several occasions. We in Genesis twelve, Genesis thirteen, Genesis twenty two. He continued to teach his family to honor God. And he became the father of many nations who would follow God. Friends. When we realize what God has done for us. We simply not, cannot. Keep his story to ourselves. We have to share the good news. We have to share the good news. Of God's redemptive plan. Here's the final verse of. I'll be a friend to Jesus. To all who need a savior. My friend I'll recommend Because he brought salvation is why I am his friend. Choosing God over the world makes us enemies of the world. Wearing the name of Christ puts a target on us. The world rejects righteousness, loves lawlessness. But for those of us that separated man from, or that have tasted the freedom of sin through Jesus Christ, We simply cannot go back into the world. Since that first sin that had separated man from God, our Creator has been working to redeem us from the consequences of our sin. Jesus came to seek and to save those who are lost, Luke 19.10, and thus gave Himself for us, demonstrating His Father's love. John 3:16 Romans 5:8 our friends in the world may not even know that they are indeed lost because they don't know Jesus but as friends of God and Jesus we have an opportunity yes even an obligation to be able to share that good news of salvation with them Matthew 28:18 through 20 Mark 16:15 and 16 and again, as this morning's sermon, it only takes a moment. We recommend, endorse, support, and promote Jesus as our only path to the Father and salvation. You know, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. John fourteen six. Just learned today. This afternoon, that another man was baptized at South Haven, Don Bennett, another child of God from the teaching of Don Blackwell in the Word of God. But then, number five friendship with God is forever. It's forever. Isn't that really what our whole desire is? To go to heaven, to be with God and Christ forever as our friends? It is. Some will see a friendship with God or Jesus as only a short-term proposition. Lasting at least until that current crisis has been averted. But God desires his friendship with us to continue for on to eternity. Abraham and others had understood that when they entered into a friendship with God, it was for life and beyond. As his faith grew, he became less concerned with his earthly conditions and more concerned for the eternal conditions for himself and others. You see, Abraham's promises were not just for this world, but also for eternity. When he was speaking for the people of faith in Hebrews 11... The author tells us that these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on this earth, Hebrews eleven thirteen. 13. Now here's the refrain of I'll be a friend to Jesus. I'll be a friend to Jesus. My life for him I'll spend I'll be a friend to Jesus until my years shall end. As friends of God, we need to stick close to His side. You know, uh, there's a wonderful proverb that a man that has friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Proverbs 18.24 But just imagine for a moment that you have a child who is Drowning in a stream. And a stranger comes along. Jumps in and he saves the child from certain death. How do you think that you would feel toward that stranger? He would now become a friend. I'm certain that you would revere that person for the rest of your life. Recalling his heroic efforts to anyone who would hear you. And that any time you would see that person, you would likely hug him. You would likely thank him and ask once again if there was anything that you could do possibly or possibly do to repay him. Now think of what God and Jesus has done for you, for each one of us. God sent his son to die in our place and Jesus was willing wanting to lay down his life for each one of us in order for us to have that eternal hope. But he wants to be our friend. And we ought to be his friends by doing whatsoever he has commanded us. If you're here not a Christian, there's no better way to prove that you want to be a friend to Jesus. And that's Obedience to the gospel, the good news of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. If you believe that, and you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, John 8, 24, that you're willing to make the changes in your life called repentance, Luke 13, 3, Acts 17, 30, to then make that good confession that Jesus is the Christ, Romans 10, 10, and then be baptized. To go down into the watery grave. To rise, to walk in newness of life. A child of God. A friend to Jesus. A friend to God. We hope that you'll do that even tonight. You might be here already, a child of God. And maybe your friendship with God and Christ has been discouraged by something. By maybe sin in the world. Repent of that. Pray that God will forgive you. And become his friend once again. He's never left you. His blood will always continue to cleanse you if only you repent and pray. And we'll pray with you and for you. If you're in need of the gospel call and you want to be a friend of Jesus, won't you come as together we stand and sing?